0: Today on Atomic Moms, we're talking good juju. Juju Jake, that is my own personal energy healer. Jake talks to us about how the subconscious mind affects our parenting. And we answer one listener's question about when did we know it was time to get knocked up?
1: Bound to go wow wow. Woo! Hi, guys. It's Ellie and Bianca. Um, I have had a doozy of a week, and uh, we're going to be airing this a couple weeks later, so you can send your sympathy flowers then. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, I had surgery last Monday, um, and it was so intense uh, because, um, as I've mentioned before, I had an incredibly rare, bizarro tumor um, in my femur near my knee a few years ago. And they were able to remove it. Luckily, uh, in the early '90s, they would have amputated my leg. Um, so I was super lucky, uh, and had four months of recovery. and 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 now I everything's great. Um, but there was a little issue with um, the original surgery. Um, There's a little too much of this like bone cement or artificial stuff that was kind of rubbing on my my. Um, IT band, so I was having a lot of knee pain. So that's why I had the surgery, it was just for the knee pain. Nothing came back. I'm super healthy. Um, but I was surprised by how much the um, prior surgery experience was wigging me out. Because yeah. I thought I was over it. Like I thought I had done a lot of work yeah. so that I'd be. Um, cool with it but then the idea of going back to them that same spot again to have that cut open again oh, wow. was was intense for me and I thought a lot about my girlfriends who've had really difficult birthing experiences um, and and how uh, a lot of them have anxiety about having another child because of that and and so it just imagine. it just brought it up for me but the big thing was this was my first time going under and having a child and I couldn't stop thinking about like, what if there's an earthquake, um, and I'm under and I can't get my child. Like there's some, there's a powerlessness yeah. about, um, and your father was an anesthesiologist, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, so that was, it, but it was amazing because she was the last thing I thought of before I went under. Oh, well, of course. And obviously the first thing I thought of when I got up and, and it's, it was kind of an amazing experience just to, um, you know, you recognize like what a uh, a life force these little beings are.
0: Well, it, it it totally brings into sharp focus your mortality because I think before having a kid, you're kind of like, I mean, I, you know, I've been fearful of death, I think, but, you know, normal amount that most people are. It's like the big lurking elephant in the room. We're all going to die shock surprise um still blows my mind (laughs) i know it's but i mean it's all of us and and yet you know when you are a single person it's like yeah i'm gonna die but well i mean my you think about your family maybe whatnot but then you have a kid and it's suddenly it's this being that needs you what will happen to them um it's interesting. I was never, um, I've never been a great flyer. I don't really love flying and unfortunately have to do it tons for my job. And, um, but now it's like, if I have to get on a flight without Magnolia, um, which I have yet to do, I was supposed to do it, but I missed my flight. Wonder if that was (laughs) subconscious. Um, and uh and I, but you know it's like i would be fearful of flying to do it without her is like i can't even you know think about it it's like the, the the fear goes up through the roof um but i've flown with her now several times and the fear of flying gone i feel like i have to take care of her on the flight so i think about her but also i feel like
1: if something happened we're all here together. So as long as she goes down with you, you don't have any anxiety. It's fine. It's all Um, good. I have had the opportunity to fly without Sabrina and it was amazing. Um, I got to read a book. I got to watch a movie. It was, I got to go to the bathroom. Like it was like, it was, um, it was like a mini vacay. It was cross country and I just couldn't believe. um, Normally I'd be like, oh my God, five and a half hours. And it was so great. We went to New York last week. I know. I can't believe you did. It was
0: so short. It was so short. It was a four-day trip, and um, Mike had to work. And so we flew cross-country with Magnolia, our seven-and-a-half-month-old. And And I swear, like, I wish someone had taken a picture of us when we had— gotten off the plane in New York because I we must have looked like we were like not, had not slept for a week and you know it was like some strange animal attacked us because <laughs> I was so tired by the time we got there and I just like I look at p- parents on the plane so differently now like I never understood how Oh, so hard that is because you have to
1: entertain them the whole time and Magnolia's not even walking yet. I mean, and you have to change them. And, you have to and then there him. isn't even like on some of the flights aren't even um, changing the changing tables. tables which I got really really angry about on one flight um, because you- they didn't have changing tables and they told me to change her Um, Where? On my seat. And I was like, this is a blowout, people. So so then I ended up, they gave me a blanket, an airplane blanket, and I had to put it on the floor at the back of the plane and put her on that to change her. Yeah. Um, And then they threw away the blanket. But it was, come on, people, get changing tables. It's not that big of a deal. You put them over the toilet. Do what Virgin America does get changing tables we had a, we had a changing
0: table thing thankfully on this flight um but i was I, I i needed a vacation after our trip
1: because i was just like this is horrible did you have a bunch of stuff too
0: we I had like a we ton so of stuff. stuff because i just you know you, you're figuring it out and you figure out what's what works best and what do i check and what do i take
1: and it's a whole thing and i mean and i had my pump equipment when we, was, yeah, when we did new york around yeah. the same time
0: I, I mean i never even knew it's like you single People out there enjoy your flights by
1: yourself. If you're ever, considering I know I would kids. always whine about it. I'd be like, oh, "It's so long," and then I'm like, "Oh, to do it by myself, it was really it was a vacation." But so you you came through your surgery with flying colors, I and how is your knee feeling? It hurts now, yeah. um, but it's not bad. And I'm I'm showering with Saran wrap wrapped around it. Um, God, what, with a child? How like you now, Sabrina. Well, the hard thing is, like, I can – if when I pick her up, it really – it starts to hurt a lot. And it's covered right now, so I can't see the scar. Um, But I'm afraid I'm going to, like, make it bigger by picking her up a bunch. Um, But what are you going to do? She's walking and running around like a little maniac. And I I got a glimpse of what she's going to be like at 15 because she climbs our stairs, and they're so treacherous. And I'll stand right behind her as she goes up each step. And she just flipped out on me yesterday. (sighs) And I wasn't touching her. I was there in case she felt. And it was like, if she had words, she'd be like, mom, get away from me. I know how to climb the stairs. Okay. God, you're such a bitch. Get out of my life. And I was like, Sabrina, I'm just, I'm just right here. I'm right behind you. I'm here if you fall, but don't worry. Like, I know you can, you know, you can do this on your own. I'm not, oh my God. you know, I'm not swooping in. I, I've had those moments, by the way, already where I know Like, like my insecurity
0: as like a high school person is coming back where I'm like, there's going to be moments where I know she doesn't like me.
1: I suck. I I know. Our poor mothers, we've like abused them. I know. I
0: know. Like she'll look at me sometimes and I'll be like, she doesn't like me very much right now. And I know that. And it really hurts
1: my feelings. She likes daddy more or the dog more. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good because our guest today, I think can probably um, help us with some of those Those feelings.
1: We have a very interesting guest today. I know. Here, let me tell you, I'm nervous. Shocker, everyone. I'm nervous, (laughs) but I am because when you said that he's an energy person, describe who he is first. Okay, so he. It's really hard to kind of describe what he does, and and please,
0: and and anyone out there, I do not fault you if by the end of today's podcast you're still totally confused. But I think it's really interesting, and I think it's worth a listen. So Jake does this thing called DEI, and I'm going to let him tell you what that is because I always forget. (laughs) But it's energy work. And, you know, yeah, I I in fact call him Juju Jake because he has such good juju and he's totally changed my life. Um, There's no shock to you, Ellie, but most people out there might not know that I am a huge stinking hippie. And (laughs) I like love all of those weird hoo-hoo-ha-ha, wee-wee-woo-woo things that people do. And um, I've explored probably every avenue. Um, And Jake is somebody who... Works with energy. And, um, you know, energy is a thing and and it's a real thing and we're no. all made of it. And I truly believe that uh, that from one person to another, we all possess the ability to access that energy. Um, but we aren't as maybe well versed in it because it's not something that a lot of people talk about. And Jake, basically his work that he does is he is in tune. He's not a psychic, but he's in tune with the energy of people places, things, and he's able to kind of tell you, um, where you may have blocks, where you may have built up, um, emotional scarring from things in your past. Um, and he goes in and he does energy clearings. And so he finds places
1: where you're holding, where you're, um, not able to access your true potential. Yeah. It's like spring cleaning for your soul. Exactly. And he's going to talk to us about some really good tips for, you know, You know, for if you're not in the market for having your own personal energy healer, like what what you can do in your life that can make a difference, Um, he's got amazing insight about that. Um, I'm super excited. As I started to say earlier, I'm nervous because I feel like whenever I meet someone who was sort of tapped into uh, the energy world or like you know plugged into the matrix, the other side, the other side, I get nervous about. What they see. What they see. Or like, what if I don't like them? Or like, what if I have beef? Because actually, I got in a fight once with a yoga teacher. Um, and then I felt really bad about that after at the, I was at the gym and I was working out. I was, Sabrina was like a month old. I was so sleep deprived. I was working out. I left a jump rope out or something. And this woman was about to start her yoga class. And the yoga class only had like one dude who showed up anyway. And she's like, excuse me, are you going to put that away? And she was so rude. And it really got my goat because I wanted to be like, "Okay, namaste, bitch. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Like, come on. I was like, I'm sleep deprived. I said, I'm sorry. I have a one month old. It slipped my mind. I I really apologize. And then I like and then I got up on that elliptical and I really, you know, I saw one of those BuzzFeed
0: things last week. It was um, the proof that humans are still kind to each other or something like that. And it was a note and a picture um, and the picture was this guy's driveway with a car blatantly parked in front of the driveway. Like, And then the note said, um, I'm sure that you didn't mean to block my driveway. And so to save you any inconvenience, I took a cab to work today.
1: Aww. I was like the restraint. That's amazing because I had a girlfriend who accidentally did that and she got towed.
0: Yeah. And then the guy wrote back on the other side of the page and said I'm so sorry I just had such a long week and I didn't I would, um, didn't even look I, I apologize here I've left you um, $15 I hope that covers your cab." and I was like can you imagine our world if people like instead it's of amazing. just going straight to the place of anger and this person did this to me right. if you just like took a minute to think like I mean because okay let's be honest some people the majority of people are assholes
1: but, but some of us are just dummies dummies and, and <laughs> we don't mean to to do it and caught up in our own shit and just we
0: have to have to pull our heads out of our asses we're just yeah. not thinking straight yeah. um let's go get our guest let's let's talk about what's there in the subconscious that's effing us all up all right i'm gonna try and swallow my yogurt that is really actually just chocolate pudding. <laughs> it's in a glass jar. Um, and it's like almond yogurt with cacao. I always feel so weird when I say cacao, but it's it's cacao. chocolate pudding. It's what it is. It's me pretending to be healthy, but it's <laughs> I mean it is healthy, but come on, it's still like anyway. I was gonna say something about Bill Cosby, but it was gonna be so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Let's stay away from that. Um, We are here to welcome our lovely guest, my dear friend, and I would like to say, like, the savior of so many moments of insanity for me, Jake Martin. Yay! Thank
2: you for that.
0: (laughs) I hope I didn't place you too high up on the pedestal. Oh, yes.
2: High bar.
0: Um, I'm so excited to have you here with us, and I know that there was... Some trepidation about coming on and doing doing this podcast because it's really committing to to going forward it's with true. this. It's
2: true, yeah. um,
0: but you have a gift and you can't deny that. And um, I'm going to let you start off um, by explaining exactly what DEI is um, for somebody out there who absolutely has no clue, uh-huh. um, because it is a it's a it's a rather interesting. Um, Way of of healing and mm-hmm. um and of and of learning about yourself, I guess a, a, therap- a therapy. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. It's you know it, it's DEI it stands for dialectical emotional integration. Um, it's basically an emotional clearing technique that uses a series of scripts that are preset, um, and then I I work with a pendulum, which is just a little like weighted ball on a sp- string um and I it's I work from home I work by myself on on my clients um I just kind of it's not psychic work it's based on the idea that we are all basically connected um but what the pendulum is is it's it's a, a form of muscle response testing, uh, MRT, which uses the body's electrical system. I'm sure you've probably seen it, where like people push down the arm. It
1: was on Dr. Oz.
2: Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. So you know it's the same thing. But what I do, what I, I what I'm able to do with this is I use the pendulum, and it's just muscle response testing. I'm just tuning it. Like if I'm going to work on Ellie, I'm going to I'm just going to think about Ellie while I'm working, and then the pendulum I I'm just tuning it. I'm getting all the information. From you, basically, I don't talk to spirits or anything. like and that. And am I there with you, or are you just? No, no, no. You can be, but okay. you don't have to be.
1: But you're having a muscle response to my energy. I'm doing it
2: energy. because, yeah, because so we would we're have all a similar. Correct, correct. So, so it's, 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 and and you know what? And people are like, well, I don't know. How does that work? I have no idea how it works. I really don't know, like how technically it works, because it's all like. But you know, I have a, a lot of people who I've worked. I mean, including Bianca, who you know, it's like. It, it just kind of does, and people feel it. It feel they feel better. I work with. I use a uh, like I said. I have this book of scripts, and then I have. A, and what a,
1: do the scripts look like? What is a script?
2: Um, well, I have them. I mean, I could show it to you, but that won't <laughs> help anybody in the project. Um, it's it, you know, it's almost like. A prayer, if you will, but without the religious connotation, it's 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 because it's hooking into um, it's basically reprogramming your subconscious and, you know, hooking into the other dimensions of you other than the physical. So
0: so the scripts are just basically preset. Kind of um, verses, if you will, right. that that can pertain to any kind, any sort of trans- transformation or transition that you're going through. Right. So it's it what it. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, no, but no. basically, what it, it does, and at least for me and and my um, understanding of it, is that uh, you have a um, it's like a it's like a um, oh my god a handbook. Yeah. That you go to where things are set, so it's there's there's an equation,
2: right? Basically, absolutely. And there's and like like for example, a lot of times there's like you'll ha- there'll be like a negative that I have to put, like you'll have a negative belief, like I'm fat. For example
0: Wait why don't we just just, Can we do something on Ellie Try and do something on Ellie right now I guess
2: I can Can I Yeah
0: I can All right, let's do this We'll see
2: I don't have anything to write down with But but
0: that's okay But I think this is It would be a great way For our listeners to understand Kind of how this works
1: Sorry Jake I totally threw that on you No 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 Hey what about me I'm the victim
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you up for this Yes
1: I am
0: Okay. We're back. I'm glad we took this little break because it was very interesting to watch Jake over there with his pendulum furiously swinging. And, um, and now we're going to see the, uh, the results here and
2: here are the results. Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, you know, in this book that I use, there's, cause I was, let me go back a little bit. I was certified in a process called emotional stress integration a few years ago, which was kind of the basis for where this work started for me. Um, And then from that, everything grew. So some of these processes are from the ESI stuff, the emotional stress integration stuff, and then some of them are newer. Some of them are my –
0: So you've basically taken a process that you learned from somebody else and you've now made it your own. Right. Got
2: it. And, you know, with complete – gratitude for and, you know, okay. still use for oh. it it's very important stuff. But so what I did is I started with a process called a new creation resolve, which kind of uh, sets the tone a little bit for the clearing. And that was what I had brought up for you before. So it was replacing worry about knowing how to fulfill my purpose. Okay. And you said that resonated with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I did the next process was uh, a connection resolve. And the connection resolve is where... And this will probably feed into where we'll lead into because you want to talk about parenting. Um, It's a connection result where you at some point connected with a negative context with your mother. And so uh, the context was rejecting my true purpose in order to be accepted Okay. Now, what that could mean, uh, it, because your mother in, in the in the uh, there's in the second half of the process, your mother is given the option to choose assistance from wherever out there is going to help her with this same thing. Uh, but for you, uh, this could have happened at you know you were four years old and you. You know, you 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 watched your mother actually reject her purpose in her life in order to be accepted, and you imprinted that subconsciously because, you know, it's like it's like what the Course in Miracles says. You know, we. Uh, you know, people hear us on the level we speak to them from. So our subconscious and our nonverbal communication with each other is so much more powerful than what our words say. So, you know, it, this, you know, almost every clearing I do every, uh, you know, you know this. Somewhere, your mother, your father are in there, Um, because you know we're you know we're constantly you know products of our parents. Yeah, it's your it's your programming. But um, so anyhow, so that was that. So so this process, this connection resolve, basically dislodged that from you. Then I did what uh, a resolve method that was a negative and a positive, and the negative was the same as the connection resolve, which was rejecting my true purpose in order to be accepted. Then the positive that I you know, had you, you know, program into your subconscious was realigning with my purpose by choosing to know my self-worth in the world. Um,
1: repeat that for all the listeners. Sure. No one needs to hear this.
2: Uh, the negative was mm-hmm. rejecting my true purpose in order to be accepted. And the positive was realigning with my true purpose by choosing to know my self-worth in the world. Now, this sounds probably very general, and generic, but
1: then I
2: think of resonating you. Uh, but that's that's where the specific stuff comes in for you. Okay. Um, and then I did. Then after that was a new thought resolve, which was letting the truth about my purpose be revealed to me. Okay, uh, and then I th- and it kind of summed up with uh, with a new creation resolve for the whole. The whole clearing. So this is a very short, um, you know, because I've never worked with you before. The the beginnings are always very general and very, um, you know, it it, it kind of just gets the ball rolling. I mean, as Bianca will tell you, yeah. they get much more specific. So, in, as so
0: basically, uh, for those of you listening out here, who out there who are completely confused right now, right? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, essentially. What this work is is um, you know the idea that we we all exist on an energetic plane right um, a, whether or not you choose to think that this is crazy or not the, the fact is is that we are all made up of energy that is indisputable right. yes. And so Jake's work basically is energy clearing. He goes in and finds the places where you are stagnant, right. where you have had incidents happen in your life that may have caused you to have emotional scarring, emotional wounds. Blocks. We all blocks, yeah. we all carry this stuff with us throughout life. And the stuff that we carry in turn tends to affect how we parent right because we are affected by how we were parented and our parents are affected how they were parented it's cyclical and what i find so amazing about your work is that it's extremely intuitive and as i have said earlier um
1: it has been insane to me how spot on you are yeah, that um really resonated with me um what you just said and and one of the things I'm wondering is like how many of the scripts would resonate, like would most
2: of them or or, you know, it's it's well. I, and like I said, I don't because I didn't seek this work. I'm an actor. You know, this it's it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, I work as an actor and this is kind of my day job, if you will. But it just kind of took over. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's 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 kind of surprising to me even how many people are like oh my like just what oh my gosh it's right on and
0: you should know it gets very it gets a lot more specific as you go like obviously it's his first time doing one
1: for you well and I'm not really sharing anything so it's I mean and I, I but that is absolutely true um uh my mom's an amazing woman and she is an artist um and she's also an incredible lawyer and growing up um, she uh, my parents got divorced when I was very young and she felt the need to um, you know go back to law school which was super admirable um, while working a minimum wage job and taking care of me and and she became like a super badass high powered attorney um, and she worked all the time and um, and so I think that for me that's what this is bringing up and seeing that she, cuz she's so talented in so many different ways like she's an incredible cook and she gardens and she paints um but a lot of the time you know she focused on work and you can't sort of half ass what she does right. so um uh she's slowing down now which is like wonderful to see um or, or allowing these other things to come back into her life more because I mean, she was working 80 hours a week kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think for me, I, I have definitely struggled a lot with like, Oh, I'm doing this amazing podcast, but I'm not making a penny doing it. And sort of those issues of, um, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, well, yeah, like fine. What was, what did you say to me originally? What am I even, that it just felt like, um, yeah what your true calling is, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way, and then we see that happen for our parents. And so we feel the same way.
2: Well, you know, it's it's interesting because it, what's what I find when I when I, you know, because a lot of my clients actually obviously are parents of somebody, and people actually will be referred to me, and they'll want their kids to come. They'll be having trouble, their kids will be having trouble with you know emotional stuff or whatever. And a lot of times, people, I mean, this work works really well with traditional therapy, but um, also because. Um, you know, I can sit here with this thing and be like, no, that's not really it. You know, um, well, it, what's not really? It, well, like like if if you say, you know, oh, well, I'm sad about my dog dying. I can be like, no, that's not what you're sad about. It's something else.
1: Because that because it,
2: it, it tunes into you and it just tells the truth. you know what I mean? It just hooks into you telling yourself right. the can truth. Can
1: you feel that without the.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can, but this just, you know, it's just easier to work yeah. with a tool. Um, but, uh, but what happens is when people, invariably, when people send their kids to work with me, I'm like, yeah, I'll work with the kid. Um, but as I start working with the kid the parent starts recognizing through all these things they're like oh that's me oh that's me and I in every every single time I switch and I start I end up switching and working with the kid and the parent but the parent always wants to you know because the, the reality is you know um there's a great, I, I wrote it down. Uh, Joseph Chilton Pierce uh, wrote, has, has this great quote, and it says, you know, what, what we are teaches the child more than what we say. So we must be what we want our children to become. And that's really, for me, and this work is, is what I find to be the truth. You-
0: well, and I, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I'm just thinking about like my own parents and my father who um, – you know, he defected from Czechoslovakia um, and in – in it's now Slovakia. But Czechoslovakia at the time, I mean, when you were in high school, you had to decide what you wanted to be. You had to decide your job. Can you imagine at like 13, 14 years old saying like, oh, well, now this is what – I mean, we, we at least get till college and even some people don't decide until after college. So – He was a doctor, and he came to the States, he escaped um, communism, he left his family, he never saw anyone, he saw his mom, he never saw his father again. His Mm -hmm. father passed before he was able to make it back to um, Slovakia. And my father was horrifically depressed when I was a very young child, and I knew it. I did not know what that was, but as an adult, I now recognize that I felt and could see his depression. And I think that that's what we have to remember, that as parents, whatever we're going through, even things that we are not conscious of, right. uh, the struggles that we
1: have in our life, our kids see it and our kids feel it. Oh my God, last week I was, something really, really awful happened, um, and I was crying, and uh, and I didn't know that my daughter was home, um, taking her nap, because I had come home, and I was upstairs to the bathroom and I was crying. And, um, <clears throat> my daughter woke up from her nap and the sitter brought her into the bathroom to say, are you okay? And, um, and Sabrina reached out for me and she rubbed my shoulder, um, hugging me and she's only 14 months. And I was like, and it was so sweet, but I, I didn't want her to see me sad, but I guess I, you know, I wanted to, I want her to be able to acknowledge her feelings. So I was like, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, mommy's feeling sad, but it's okay. And it's, it's not your job to make mommy feel better. And that was amazing because I was like, "Oh God, I should say that my, say myself every day." <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, like, it's know, not our job to make our mommies feel better. Like it's yeah, just not- no,
2: absolutely. And you know, and that's the, that's that's the thing is you know, you can you can tell your your child like you could tell your daughter you know. 20 times a day, how pretty she is. Because I know that, you know, the last thing you want is your, either one of you want your daughters to grow up with any kind of body issues. Right. You tell them over and over again how pretty she is, how pretty she is. But she just walks in the room and sees you standing in the mirror grabbing your fat roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, that speaks more to Mm -hmm. her on a subconscious level, you know, and our subconscious is what really creates our life. You know, it's, it's that, you know, that's where, you know, that's the impetus for everything. So it's it's, and I think you know, like like the way that you handled that was really well, really well done. Because you know, it's it's we all we all have our. Can I say shit here? Oh, yeah. oh okay. you can. Swear we all have our shit. You know what I mean. We're all bringing our shit to the table. It is what it is. It's not about being a perfect parent or being a perfect person, um, because none of us can ever accomplish that. You know, but it's really about. Um being able to be in a space with your child where there's 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 safety for dialogue and you you know and, and everybody is okay as they are. you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay that, you know, it's it's not it's not bad to, to to have a sad day and it's not bad to cry and it's not bad to be depressed or feel disappointed or any of those things are, you know, it, because I think what because our, our impetus a lot of times, just in life with people who we love you know when we see them in any kind of pain we want to fix it we want to make it better we want to say oh you know don't you know don't worry about that they don't you know or or, you know you know don't worry about what they said their mom is fat or you know what i mean i mean just stupid you know but we'll say we'll say things to just try to try to fix it but instead of just acknowledging you know what it's okay it's okay yeah. to be there, you know, because this is, this is part of the human experience. It's part of the beauty of all of it, you know,
0: it's feeling everything, yeah. feeling everything. And I also think that we're, um, as a culture, um, and as a generation, we're asleep at the wheel and we don't realize how much of what we do is influenced by solely almost by our subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what is so great about your work is that you really help bring to light the things that are rumbling under the surface. Um, and that when you can understand that when you, when you can look at, um, you know, like whatever you just said to Ellie about, you know, reprogramming, here's the negative belief. Now we're going to put in the positive belief. Um, I like love that it was to let it reveal itself.
2: Well, and to, you know, and yeah. the thing about, like, this this work specifically, and you know this, Bianca, for just your experiences. It, it's not like, you know, people will always, like, I'll finish, and they'll be like, okay, so what do I do this? Do I say it over and over again? And I'm like, you can, but really, the work is done. Like, it's already done. But people will have, like, I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to have this, but uh, Bianca, I know, has had this. People will have... Physical reactions, like they'll feel things as this as the clearings move through, because your subconscious is, you know, your your you know your our bodies, like you said, we're all energy and it's all connected. Someone
0: someone described it to me this way once, and it was so helpful. Was that if you think about your belief system in your brain as a weave of weeds, all these weeds that have grown these these weaves these weeds are representing truths. And, and this, you know, this kind of wall of weeds has grown together through over the course of your life with all the truths of um, anything. I mean, who you think you are. Uh, People told me I'm fat. Um, I have a mom and a dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my mom is single. Any of anything, any, anything about your life is represented as a weed and they all weave together. And when you take one of those truths that you have for your most of your life believed to be true and you remove it, it cannot help but affect the structure of the weave. And so, you know, I remember like when my dad died, that's a major truth. Sure. I have a father, and now I no longer have a father. I and that's why I think we go through such horrific struggle and depression, obviously. A, because it's very sad, You, it's, it's a horrific loss to lose somebody. Um, but also your entire makeup of who you are as a person has to now be readjusted to accept the new truth of, I no longer have a father. Um, and I think if people could understand more of this in terms of how it affects your life on a daily basis, these truths that you live with, these truths that you believe about yourself, these right. belief systems that are in place. And someone like Jake, and what he does is to come in and help kind of hold the mirror up to your face and say, this is a truth that you have that is not true. That is something you have believed. Well- it's been true by the mere fact that you've believed it right, your whole exactly, life. Exactly. Um, but we're going to remove it and we're going to replace it with this new, um, you know, positive thing. Um, and there's there's some,
1: like, past life stuff in there, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of runs the gamut of all this cool stuff. It, yeah, do, you, do you think for listeners, like, uh-huh. this weekend, like, could they, um, as an exercise, perhaps... You know, write down what is what is my what are my stories or like what are my what are my truths? What do I believe about myself or what do I say to myself on a daily basis? And then if they're negative, write a a positive that they could.
2: You know, I I, I'm a big proponent of of any of that. You know, and I, I mean, I say this on my website. I'm like, you know, people who, like, I don't advertise what I do. People who find me find me just through, uh, you know, referrals or through other people. Um, but, you know, th- there are many ways to do this kind of work, you know, so all roads lead Michigan, to Rome. Like yes. What
1: could, if like, I
2: mean, well, they could call they me. Could, no, I'm right. kidding. <laughs> but, no, but, but the reality is that, you know, the, somebody in Michigan could, you know, if if it takes, uh, it takes the willingness to be truly, 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 truly honest. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, a lot of us are kind of out of practice with about ourselves. We don't, you know, even me, I mean, you know, and I do this every day, you know, we're kind of, we, 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 we don't really, because we've created, like Bianca says, we create this, this idea of who we are, and then we operate our lives from that place. So... It takes a real, you know, it it takes a real willingness and commitment to being aware. You know, I don't think it's something that you could just be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write down all the negative things. It takes just the decision of, you know what, I'm going to start paying attention. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start paying attention this, you know, this week. And I'm going to be like, how many times do I tell my kid? Something that i don 't really believe about myself that 's a great how practice. many times do i how many times do I tell my kid that it doesn 't matter what the kids at school say when she 's going to see me you know uh, you know, uh, taking the laundry down off the clothesline because i don 't want the neighbors to see it or bringing the garbage cans in from the street by six because if not the neighbors you know talk about it you know or things like that you know how many times do I Go ahead, I, I
0: think another good one is like when you say things to your kids that are not what you truly hope or wish for them, but you realize like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of an, of an example of it. But like, I, for me, I always pay attention to the way that I feel when I say things because I notice that anytime there is an expression of something that is, um, you know, a strong emotion like anger or sadness or. Uh, I, f- I will feel it physically and my, th- my throat gets tight or my sure. chest gets tight or something like that. And when I pay attention to that, I realize like that's not something that I believe in the here and now. That's something that was taught to me over the past. From the past, um, so it's like when you when you when your kid says, "Oh, I want to do this," and you say, "Well, you can't," like you couldn't do that. It's you know, you're and you feel yourself start to get tight, and you feel yourself start to get antsy or something, and pay attention to that say, "Like, did somebody tell me that I couldn't do right. things? Is there some part of me that feels like you can't accomplish the things that you want to accomplish because I felt like I couldn't accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish?" Um, because because our children i i think are these pure little spirits that come with their own agenda and their own kind well, of you
2: know, and, and i think too i think that it, that's a really good point to bring up because i think that so often i think for parents at least the ones that i work with you know they can get really caught in the the day to day and the moment of the reality is, you know, relationships are divine assignments. All relationships that we have are divine assignments. No, no, no relationship is an accident. Your parents were the exact parents that you, whoever, whatever the God force is for you, um, that's that's the one that you were assigned to for your soul's growth in this lifetime. Your child chose you for its his or her soul's growth in this lifetime. So. There's a reason that that you know you that Magnolia was you know chose you and Mike you know there's a reason for that connection, yeah, and so. You know, I think so often, you know, like parents, parents can be so mean to each other. I'm so grateful so often that I'm not a parent (laughs) because, no, they can be really critical and cruel to each other. And and because there's such a there's such a there's so much shame involved in parenting and there's so much, you know, perfectionism and narcissism. Oh, it's it's a really, you know, and, and it's it's a vicious cycle. So I think that, you know, when you can kind of pull yourself back and be like, okay, wait a minute now this is actually a lot bigger than just, you know, is Magnolia going to be on the tennis team, you know, in junior high, you know, and then, you know, be on the honor roll and boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? It's is about a a much bigger picture. This is about, you know, create like, like nurturing a human being. Like, like what, what kind of human being do I want to, what kind of citizen do I want to put into the world? And then looking at that, okay, so if I want to put this kind of citizen, so where do I fall on that scale? Am I, where am I now? not that person yeah. that i want to create you well, know my child that'll the be world. the change you want to see in the world <laughs> yeah, you know true. that thing it's 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 be the be the person you want your child to be do you
1: want that your child to look at the world from a a place of fear
2: right or i did a place a, of wonder
1: i did or a, a um, meditation
0: little meditation workshop sunday morning um uh, with my hubby and um The teacher there said to us, he said, so many people want to go out and change the world. You know, so many people have this idea of, I got to go do this charity work, or I got to do, you know, I I need to go and affect things and help hunger and do all these things. And yet so many of those people can't turn and look within their own family and the things that they need to do within their own family. And he, you know, this great teacher who said, how different the world would be if we just took responsibility for that, which surrounds us for that Um. that's around us. And that instead of thinking about the charity, you know, function that you need to be spearheading, think about your children. Think about yourself. Think about how much of a better place the world would be if you just made
1: yourself happy, and then made and then allowed a space for your kids to be happy. Being happy Mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself is not selfish. And no, I think it is, or people think it is sometimes. And then I think what you're saying about the charity work. I mean, obviously it's amazing, but. I think as a parent, we have to constantly check ourselves about like, okay, is this because of how we want to be perceived? Because some of the charity work is about being on that list of donors or, or to feeling like you achieve like achievement. It's Absolutely. about achievement. I'm helping you for achievement. It's like, but then you're right. Like, what about home? Yeah. Or like call that aunt who's lonely, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and
0: you know, it is Jake, you just said this and I want to reiterate it too. It's like, it's so hard to be a parent it's so it's it's the you know like it's the, the
2: hardest job it's the hardest job and in I've, the world and
0: everyone thinks they're your supervisor and everyone mm. thinks that they can critique how you choose to do things and um you know i think that was kind of the aim for ellie and i of doing this podcast is that to help people to feel accepted no matter what they choose you know that we're all just doing the best that we can and i think understanding you know, who you are and the reasons why you do things. And that sometimes it's not what you think it is. It's not in the here and now I'm, I'm saying this or doing this because this is the way I feel right now. It's because of things that have happened or the right. way that you were raised or the way that your parents were raised. You know,
2: I, I saw somebody in the, um, I was out at the Grove the other day and I saw this mother cause you know, we live in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of these modern mothers. Um, You know, who, you know, they, you know, it's, there's a, this, this, it's a great idea. There's a great um, school where it's like, you know, you want your children to feel like they're heard and to feel like, you know, you, you want to be, but, you know, how far can you really rationally discuss something with a three-year-old? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, there, there does come a limit of just fucking responsibility like just you know yeah. cut it out um, but you know but my question when I was looking at this woman like sitting with her kid and really in like in a public place like you know and of course when they do that they stop like right in the middle of a doorway <laughs> so everybody has to yeah. for, you know but in the middle of this public place you know and just really trying to you know have the child you know communicate and talk to you and talk and listen and I was watching and I was like this isn't about that kid at all I was like, the kid just wants an ice cream. You want to be heard. The lady wanted to be heard. I was like, where are you not feeling like you're being heard? That's what you need to address. Don't try to make sure your kid is being heard without making sure that you're being heard. Right. Don't try to make sure that, you know, because that's the thing is, you know, I think so often, you know, parents with the best of intentions want to make sure that their kids have everything they didn't have. Right. You know, emotionally. And, and
1: my mom has warned me about it. She's like, you're going to do everything the opposite and just do wait kind of <laughs> thing. Like, and that's sure. because I I'm probably could imagine myself being the woman at the Grove. Like looking Serena in eyes and being like, this is not the time and place. Maybe later. Well, God that's, and and that, the that's
2: reasonable. That's but, not, but.
1: But I it, hear what you're saying yeah. because I'm, because it is. Everything is a reaction to the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my wanting to have like a one on one, you know, talk about it is a reaction to, you know, as a child, you know, it was. You know, you just—it was like the Von Trapp family. It was great <laughs> if my mom was listening. It was wonderful, and, and my dad. But it was—you know—you just. You do what you're told. Yeah, right. All it took was
0: a
2: look. That, yeah, that was mine too. Well,
0: yeah. and and look, it's an entirely different generation uh, now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the way that our parents parented it has it's everything has changed. And you know, uh, God bless our parents because I, I know my mom looks at me sometimes and I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, well, this is the new way, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll be that way with our kids um, oh, yeah. when they Sorry, become Sabrina. parents. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for anybody who is interested in Jake and um, his work, Juju Jake, as I like to call him, <laughs> um, you can find out more information about him on his website, which is jakemartin.com. de oh, com. Oh, it's D-E-I.com. Jakemartin.
2: de Dei. Okay.
0: So jakemartin.dei.com. Right. And, um, you know, you can do work with Jake if you're so inclined or read more about um, what he does, um, or you know, just kind of what we were talking about. It just start to pay attention to, you know, the things that you're saying and 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 doing for your kids and demonstrating for your kids, and ask yourself, is this something that is is more about me?
2: Yeah, it's it's really just about like just staying aware, like letting yourself stay, like pulling yourself out of the moment when you're so focused on what your kid is doing that's got yeah. you upset about your for your kid. Just ask yourself, is this about me? You yeah. know, where do I do this? Do Am I reflecting this? You know.
1: That's amazing. What was the, what, what did you say at the very beginning again about the purpose thing? Because I feel like a lot of people listening are going to. Oh, for you? Yeah. But You're, just for everyone, I feel like.
2: It's but yours good. was, but this was specific for you. It was okay. replacing worry about knowing how to fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it is. A, I mean, it's a very good one for most people. For
1: there, most women in their
0: <laughs> 20s, 30s, yeah. 40s. Yeah. Um, Jake, we loved having so you and I feel like we didn't even scrape the surface of all that I could talk about with you and and um, do talk about with you on an almost daily basis. <laughs> um, and I hope you'll come back. Sure. I feel like Absolutely. this is something that, um, you know, a lot of people can benefit from and um, whether or not you are somebody that is a little bit more, uh, you know, in the straight and narrow and this feels a little – out there Out there <laughs> um, I mm. just have to say You know for me it's It's been life changing um, And I adore you mm, I
2: adore and,
1: you And uh, we'll have you back soon Thanks Thank you Thank you so much And we'll be right back And we're back Hello Hi So what do you think of that? I thought it was super, uh, awesome. It was a little intense. I was nervous. Yeah. You know, I kind of felt like, um, you know, when you see those talk shows and someone in the audience, like but it, 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 he's not a psychic, but you're kind of afraid, you get, like, like singled out, you get singled out and you're like, Oh God, they're going to tell me I didn't realize I was, you know, something horrible happened to me when I was little that I didn't know about. Well, and I, I think the thing with nothing with- horrible happened to me, everyone Just, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the thing is,
0: is it, it's a very kind of overwhelming and and can be very confusing, the work that Jake does. But the point of having him on here and the reason why I really wanted him to come and talk about what he does is mostly just to, to show and um, demonstrate to all of us that like to, to, to be aware and to be present in the moment when you're saying and doing things that know that a lot of um, how we behave isn't the result of. What's happening in the now? And I think that if we could just even bring a little bit of awareness to the idea that things that have happened to you before, the way that you were parented, even past life stuff, if that – if you choose to believe that, which I do and I know –
1: or previous generations in your own
0: family. Exactly. Okay. Genetic stuff. I mean, it's all there. And so, you know, have have a little patience. I mean, there aren't there those moments where you find yourself getting really angry and you're like, you know, in that moment, you're like, I am way more angry than what this is about. Like you feel oh, yeah. it in your body and you're vibrating. That usually... It's not about this, you know. Yeah. I, one, one thing that one of my great teachers told me once, which is really hard for almost anybody to understand, is... Anytime you feel anger, you are wrong. And Whoa. that's a heavy big thing. But the but the idea is that like nothing in this world is personal. No no matter how somebody treats you, no matter what somebody does to you, it's always about them. And we get so reactive. And and the anger is The anger is the frustration of not knowing what to do, not knowing how to deal. It's the lack of peace that we feel with ourselves. And so we respond. And
1: now look. Wait, no, really? No, wait. Because I was just thinking, what if I'm angry because I'm wrong? So then, I, <laughs> oh my God, Ellie, only you. <laughs> I don't know. No, like I feel like I like I'm raw. I don't know. We'll have Jake okay. on again. No, no good. I am going to finish, and I'm going to stop eating well, popcorn because it's so rude. It's good. See, I'm being wrong, and now I'm angry about it. I'm angry about being wrong. Can I tell you
0: what I'm angry about, and I know I'm yeah. wrong?
1: Um, I have so many.
0: I have a long list <laughs> of things that I'm possibly angry about, or that you're angry about. Oh, that would be fun. We could just project on each other. No, I'm going to tell you what I'm angry about. And I'm wrong, um, so I went onto our iTunes page and I read our reviews, which look. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly clear in my awareness that not everyone is going to love our podcast, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But somebody, there's one bad review, and this person, it frustrates me because. <laughs> She's wrong. <laughs> she, she said that, that this podcast, if you if you don't have a nanny or can afford like a Michelin baby carrier, which I don't swaddler, even know what that is. I don't is. even know what that is. My either.
1: baby looks like a Michelin baby, um, a Michelin man's baby. Someone wrote that on Instagram, which is so rude. On your see, private cafe, account? No, before that's why it went private. Oh, so yeah, we don't know what Michelin strollers are, but we know Where what a swaddler is. or something. I don't know, but here's, oh oh, they were making fun of oh, Eva. No, yeah, the um. When I was talking, no, nobody can talk about Mr. Ma- Magic Merlin's sleep suit. Oh, I don't know. Aww. I don't know. But, but the point yeah. is that it's so not who we are
0: as people. It, this, this part, and, and it, that it, to me, it was that she, she or he missed the whole point of the podcast. And I don't, I understand if you don't, um, if you're not into what we're talking about, if it doesn't vibe with you or if you, if it doesn't apply to you, fine. But that doesn't
1: mean that you have to give it. It's like, because it's different, she gave it one star. We're not for everyone, and that's totally cool. And I respect everyone's right to write a comment. I want everyone to write a comment. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to read them all and internalize them all. But everyone has a right to say it.
0: Yeah, but I think the reason it it frustrated me is because it wasn't accurate. It wasn't correct. It wasn't... We don't... This isn't what our podcast is about. We happen to say... And and by the way, some of our mom sessions, like some of our clothing lines, they're like
1: the cheapy... That was was weird because she... The person did... The comment mentioned... um, This is how unimportant we are that we're upset about one comment (laughs) someday we'll have like millions of listeners so there'll be thousands of haters by the way one of eight eight comments so it was like not even i mean you can't miss it and it's fine but but she said that it was that we mentioned expensive clothing lines and i i i had mentioned a clothing line in texas run by two moms that's that's very inexpensive and like made in texas you know well, and I, I I think the whole point
0: of doing this podcast is to make it for everybody and to make it accessible. And, and that the whole point of it is to embrace all of it. And also the nanny comment peed me off as well. I even, you have to. You work. Yeah, but I also – after the last seven months, it's been I've, – I've had the help, but I'm there in the trenches basically doing everything myself. And so I know that's probably just because I'm, like, sensitive to that because I – I it's that's a hard concept to like think about having someone that takes care of your kid for you, yeah. um, but I, but I think because I make such an effort to to do it so as much of it as I can. Like mm-hmm. when we go on vacation, when we go, we went to New York for a business trip. It was me and Mike. By the way, that's why vacations suck
1: so hard. <laughs> and there was a um, a great article. I'll put it up on Facebook um, about that this summer about kids going to, you know, mom's getting these little summer cottages in New Jersey or something. And like the idea that like the mom, maybe it was the onion, have the same day. It's like, but they're just by the beach. Like they have to still do all the same crap that they've always done, but it's just by the beach. And I, and it's vacations like are really difficult. And that could be a whole topic because like the kids don't sleep. You're responsible for everything still. yeah, And on top of that, you still have to seem like you're not totally psychotic in front of your in-laws. Which I'm still struggling with. Yeah. I'm still struggling with that in front of everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So um, please leave comments. Yeah. Actually, what's really important is uh, join us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, If you like us, please star us. Um, You know.
0: And, and I'm also listen. I want to hear it all. I do. I wanna. I want to hear what people like. I want to hear what people don't like. Oh, you know what? Maybe we could talk in the last couple minutes we have remaining because someone did ask me this on um, Instagram. I think is if they, we would share um, how we arrived at our decision to get pregnant. Oh, that's good. Um, and I and I like to like give somebody what they ask for because I think that's really great. Yeah. So uh,
1: um, ask us questions on Facebook too, and we'll answer. Yeah. Those. So tell me about when you. Um, Oh, my God. I did not... I wasn't ready for a really long time. Um, we got... I was engaged at 23, married at 24, um, and then waited many, many years. Uh, at My husband's from the Midwest and has always... He's wanted a baby since, like, the day we met. Um, and I, w- I didn't feel ready. And then finally... Um, we gave it a go and it worked and I, my big fear was that everything was going to change that suddenly I'd be just the mom and I wouldn't have anything to talk to anyone else about and I'd sort of be pigeonholed in this thing that I wasn't even really sure that I wanted to do I was afraid of not having the freedom of traveling I was afraid of um I had other weird fears because my parents got divorced when I was very little. So then it's like the fear that like, you know, this is so insane, but like that Adam's going to, we're going to have a child and then Adam will decide he doesn't like me anymore. And then he's going to have some young wife and I'm going to be the mom picking up my daughter at some beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills because he'll make it big time after we're divorced, you know, like crazy stuff. Okay. But this is my brain. These were some of the fears. I have got to tell you that having Sabrina brought me uh, so much more uh, joy with other people. To, like it, That's not English. I, sorry, guys. I <laughs> There are times I thought it was going to disconnect me and instead it made me so much more connected to other people yeah. because people saw me on a more human level. We could talk about their children um, and instead of like, well, what do you do? What have I seen you in recently? I was like, oh, what's going on with your kid? Yeah. Um, or how do you feel? Or, and it just humanizes everyone. It humanizes people
0: for me because I now imagine everyone as a child like yeah. i look at people and i think like that person was like magnolia one time you know and like i see so much of magnolia in other babies so other babies seem mm-hmm. it's really kind of crazy how that happens
1: um, no that's so true i didn't um i sorry we're gonna get lots of comments i'm sure when i say it. i i didn't really like kids before <laughs> i had mine i wasn't that into them i but mean I, at a, a younger age the babies i wasn't into babies yeah but now now I
0: am. I love that you say that though, because I feel like for me, when I was thinking about getting pregnant, I was like, but I like h- hold someone's baby for 10 minutes. And then I'm like, okay. And then I would hand it back. So I was like, how am I, g- it's so different when it's your own child. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting with our decision to get pregnant is I just kept feeling like, um, I oh, got I have so much more that I still need to do in my career. And I need to finish that before I can have a kid. And I kept thinking that, and my husband, was, I mean, he was ready when we were dating. He's been ready since he was like 10 years old. He's like always wanted to be a dad. That's his thing. Um, And he was so kind and great with me because he said, look, I get it. You need to finish some stuff, work some stuff out. So when you're ready, you let me know. And so we had just gotten married. I'm in like, it was December of 2012 and the following spring. So May, I was, I took a little retreat by myself. I tried to do that. Not anymore, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I did that in my single, um, non- parenting life. And, um, I went away for a couple of days and I was walking around and I just, it dawned on me. I just was like, I'm 36, almost 37. It, there's it's sometime it's gotta be soon because the, you know, the biological clock is ticking. Who knows if the stuff down there even works. And, um, and I just was like, I gotta stop worrying about how everything else is going to fall into place. That's amazing. And so so I went home and I said, Hey, what do you think? And, um, he was like, well, you know what I think and started to get kind of excited about it. And, um, you know, and then we, we gave it a go. And, and I, it's funny because everyone always says like, how do you know, how do you know that you're ready? And I just think, you never feel ready. You can only think that, like, it, I think the idea occurs to you
1: and you don't, like, turn green at the thought of it. That's probably, like, good enough. Yeah, and I got suckered in because of the holidays. <laughs> because I was with my in-laws and we had a new nephew who's only a few months old and I was holding little Ryder, and he was so delicious. And I'm not normally a baby person, yeah. but he was so delicious he fell asleep on me. And seeing um, my... Uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law and the way that they acted with my nephew. Yeah. With this little baby, like the joy that, um, they gave to this little baby. I was like, the the clock is ticking too. Like, I don't, I loved having younger grandparents. Yeah. And so that was also part of it. I was like, okay, it was the holidays. (laughs) So be careful out there, everyone. You'll, you'll end up
0: yeah, don't let those baby. sappy Christmas commercials. Get New ya. Year's is That's so how dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about uh, my mom's session really quickly. I had gotten a couple jumpers for Magnolia, and I did not like any of them because she looked really uncomfortable in all of them. So I did a little research online, and I found this thing. It's called the Mary Muscles Jumper Exerciser. And uh, just says, scientifically designed by an occupational therapist to safely enhance your baby's muscular development, balance, and coordination. Um, All I'll say is she doesn't like to be in anything more than 20 minutes, and she stayed in this bad boy for an hour. And what's cool about it is it's like a sling, and it can go on any doorway. You can either screw it in or it has a clamp, so it works anywhere. And um, it has like a – the back is a little bit higher, so she can like lay back and chillax, and she loves it.
1: I wish I had known about it. You could still
0: probably, I think it goes up to a certain age. I'll look at it. I'll check check it out. Okay. Mom Uh, bomb.
1: Mom bomb. Uh, I've got two, I'm going to give you this one. Okay. It's a Polish proverb. Um, and it is not my circus, not my monkeys. And I love it. I love it too. Not my circus, (laughs) not my monkeys. Um, Think about that over the holidays. Yeah. Because okay. if we get sucked into other people's drama all day long. So true. Um and I because I would say to myself, not my problem, not my problem, not my problem. Um because I like to make other people's problems my problem. Um so not my circus, not my monkeys. That's what I'm gonna be thinking about this week. That's good. And uh you guys use this time to um,
0: you know, Look at yourself and just think about the the, the reasons behind or the um, motivation behind. You know, when you're talking to your kid, and maybe maybe it's more about you. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, just remember, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock on, Atomic Moms. Woo. <laughs>